Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Good morning, church, and happy Easter. We are so thankful that you joined us for worship this morning. We've had a wonderful time in worship and a uh, beautiful time together sharing communion. Before we get into the Word, I just want to take a moment to say I see some of you young ladies out there in your beautiful new Easter dresses, and uh, some of you little boys look so handsome in your Easter outfits. If you would like to take a picture and post it uh, on our page this morning, we would love to share those memories with you since we're unable to gather together this morning. I also see that some of you are in your pajama pants with a coffee cup in hand, and that's okay. This morning, I want you to know that it doesn't matter what any of us look like on the outside. What matters is who we have on the inside. Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 23, verse 27 through 28, just days before he went to the cross, said these words, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So it doesn't matter what any of us look like on the outside this morning. It matters who we have on the inside. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16 says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? And in second Corinthians 13, five, we read, do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, the resurrected son of God is living in us. If we have made him the Lord and savior of our lives. His grave is empty this morning. It doesn't matter what things may have looked like on the outside of that tomb 2,000 years ago. The important thing was what the Heavenly Father did on the inside. And what he did that morning was raise his son from the dead. He brought him from death to life. And that is what we're celebrating this morning, is a living, breathing Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God, being alive, seated at the right hand of the Father at this moment. He is alive. We're not celebrating a cross this morning. We're not celebrating an empty tomb this morning. We're celebrating the living, breathing Son of God who reigns and sits on the throne this morning. Praise Him this morning. It doesn't matter what things may look like around us. It doesn't matter what circumstances are going on in the world today. What matters is Jesus Christ is on His throne. In John 10.10, Jesus said these words, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And you can't tell me this morning that this isn't what the enemy is attempting to do. He is attempting to steal our joy. He is literally attempting to kill uh, men and women and children throughout the world through this virus that we're experiencing today. He came to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that they may have life and they may have it abundantly. This morning is all about a resurrected son of God, a living son of God, Jesus Christ, who is on his throne. And that is what we proclaim in the gospel. It's a living faith, a faith for today, a hope for today, something that we 
can live in today. It's not our salvation is not something to, to count on for the day we die. Yes, when we die, we will be seated with him in heaven and we will go to heaven. But he died that we might have an abundant life today, that we might have hope today. And the series that we're starting this morning is about the faith that we can have in Jesus Christ, the hope that we can have in Jesus Christ, the living Christ, the living faith that we can have an abundant life. We can have a life full of hope, full of joy, full of praise. And as we go through this series, we're going to talk about how this living Christ, this indwelling Holy Spirit affects our life today. It's not a hope for the future. It's a hope for today. It's not for a future life. It's a life that can be lived today. It's not for a future joy. It's joy for today. It's not for a future hope or worship or praise. We can praise and worship today. And that is the hope that we have in the resurrected Son of God. First Peter chapter one, verse three through nine is going to be our focus throughout this series. It starts out in verse three and says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have a living hope that word hope means a confident expectation, a living hope, a living expectation to hold on to today as we live and move, not for one day when we die, but a hope for today. Verse four to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Look closely at verse 6 and 7. In this we rejoice, even when we are grieved by trials. It's testing and genuineness of our faith, tested by fire, but the result is praise and glory and honor of Jesus Christ. That is the focal point of this whole message, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the living Christ who makes a difference in our life. And that's what Peter is talking about, that we can rejoice and give God praise and glory and honor because of the hope that we have in Christ Jesus in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the trial. And that's the difference between those of us who have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us and the son of the living God, Jesus Christ, living within us. He makes a difference in our life today. He transforms our life today and gives us the power to give him praise in the middle of the trial. This series is going to focus on some of these differences between those of us who have this living hope, this Holy Spirit within us, and those who do not have a relationship with him. 
Because in the middle of our storm, in the middle of the trial, in the middle of the fire, we can rejoice. We can give God praise. We can have hope. We can have peace. But it's not because of the circumstances around us. It's not because we aren't experiencing the fire. It's not because we are removed from pain. It's because of who we have inside of us. We are no longer dead. We have been raised from death to life, just like the Savior whom we serve. That is why the resurrection is so powerful. That's why what God did that morning is so powerful, because he raised our Savior from death to life and brought us along with him in the process. If we receive him as our Lord and Savior, he takes us from death to life, just like he did Jesus Christ. And we can live in that. Let's finish verse 8 and 9, and then we'll look at two passages that reinforce this principle before we close. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Again, rejoicing with joy in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the trial, Filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of our faith, salvation for our souls. Amen, amen, and amen. The title of this series is Faith for Living. And that's what we're talking about this morning is a living faith that we have in the living Son of God, Jesus Christ. He has done a work that takes us from death to life, brings us to life through the power of his resurrection and the work that was done on the cross. And this morning we serve that living son of Jesus Christ who is seated on the throne, who is in control of everything, who has all authority, who has all power, who has all control over everything that we are experiencing. And we can worship him and give him glory and honor and praise, knowing that he is doing a work in the earth today. And I believe that there is a work that he is accomplishing right now that is going to result in revival, not just in Lampasas or the United States, but literally throughout the world. He is doing a work before the last times that is going to change the world, that is going to bring many, many people to him and in a relationship to him. And we're going to see God move in power and doing things that none of us have seen in our lifetime. And all the glory, all the honor, all the praise is going to go to him because it's going to be clear that only God could do these things. There is a prophecy that I want to share with you in Isaiah chapter 24. There are some parallels in this prophecy to some things that we are seeing going on today. But I want to be very clear. This is far worse than what we're experiencing today. This prophecy is actually talking about what will happen at the very last days before the final judgment. And what's going on today does not come close to describing what is going on in Isaiah chapter 24. But there are some correlations, and I want us to uh, tie these correlations to what we're going uh, through in these days, because I do believe there is a lesson that we can learn. And that lesson goes back to what we just talked about, that in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the trial, even in the middle of judgment, the people of God can rejoice. Read along with me in Isaiah chapter 24, verses 1 through 23. Behold, the Lord will empty the earth and make it desolate, and he will twist its surface and scatter its inhabitants. 
it goes on to say that it will affect everyone regardless of their station in life. It is a judgment on the earth. Verse 5 says, The earth lies defiled under its inhabitants, for they have transgressed the laws, violated the statutes, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are scorched, and few men are left. Verse 10 gives a similar description to what we are facing today. The wasted city is broken down. Every house is shut up so that none can enter. And verse 12 says, Desolation is left in the city. The gates are battered in ruins. We see houses shut up and only families uh, that live there being welcome. We see uh, desolate streets and empty streets throughout uh, our country and throughout the world. And then verse 13 says, For thus it shall be in the midst of the earth among the nations as when an olive tree is beaten at the gleaning when the grape harvest is done. What we're seeing today in our country and throughout the world is not near the level, as I said before, as what is being described in verses 1 through 13. But like I said, there are some correlations to be made. And what I want to share with you this morning, and I would recommend if you have time this week to read all of chapter 24, but verses 1 through 13 uh, paint a pretty bleak picture. But what I want us to focus on is starting in verse 14. In the middle of this judgment, this is what happens. They lift up their voices, and this is talking about the church people. This is talking about you and me, those of us who have been born again to this living hope that have Jesus Christ and the living Holy Spirit within us. They lift up their voices. They sing for joy over the majesty of the Lord. They shout from the west. Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. In the coastlands of the sea, give glory to the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. From the ends of the earth, we hear songs of praise, of glory to the righteous one. And I love how the King James Version translates this. Verse 14, they shall lift up their voice. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore, glorify ye the Lord in the fires. Even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isles of the sea. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. Look at that verse 15. The word used in the King James Version and others translations is in the fires. And the original word is or. And it's also translated in other versions as in the east or in the dawning light. But what I want to point out here is the actual definition of this word is flame or fire. And it was used to describe the sun as a ball of fire. And that's where the other translations come up with in the east or in the dawn. But look at those words. And when you take into context the the judgment that is happening uh, before and after this, what they were really saying is in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of these circumstances, they lift up their voice and they sing of the majesty of the Lord. In the middle of the fire, they glorify the Lord. 
So I believe that uh, the way that the King James Version translates, that really is the most accurate translation, that in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the storm, the people of God lift up their voice in a song of praise. And that's what we're talking about this morning, is a faith that changes our lives, a faith that changes us from the inside out, a faith that allows us that in the middle of any circumstance, we can glorify God in any circumstance, we can praise him with inexpressible joy in any circumstance we will worship him and the reason that i picked this scripture is because like i said it's a prophecy about times to come that are far worse than what we're experiencing today but we are experiencing trials today. We are experiencing death today. We are experiencing uh, unimaginable consequences and circumstances literally throughout the world. And I know that some of you are going through an unimaginable difficult time right now. Some of you are dealing with anxiety. Some of you are dealing with fear. Some of you are dealing with depression. Some of you are literally dealing with sick loved ones and Maybe even the death of loved ones, whether from this issue or from other things that are going on. But what the word of God promises us is if we have the living, resurrected son of God in our heart, if we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us in the middle of the fire, we can have hope. In the middle of these circumstances, we can give God praise. In the middle of these things, we can have inexpressible joy. There is one last example that I want to share with you before we close. And when we close in a moment, we are going to close in worship again. I want you to join me and the worship team and the rest of the body of Christ worshiping and praising and glorifying God this morning in praise in the middle of whatever circumstance you find yourself in. Worship the Lord this morning. Glorify his name. Give him glory and honor and praise and worship him in joy, in inexpressible joy because of the living hope that we have within us, because of the resurrected Jesus Christ that is now seated at the right hand of the Father, who is still in control, who is on the throne and will be today, tomorrow and for all eternity. Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, verse 22, um, had just been arrested and beaten. And we're going to read this story very quickly. But it says, the crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jail jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Look at those words in verse 23. Many blows had been inflicted on them and then they were thrown into prison. And what was their reaction in this situation? Look at verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. In the middle of their trial, in the middle of being beaten and uh, thrown into prison, 
Their reaction wasn't bitterness. Their reaction wasn't anger. Their reaction was prayer and singing in the middle of their storm, in the middle of the fire. They were praising their Lord God and Savior from a prison cell, nursing their wounds. And I love what it says in verse 25. The prisoners were listening to them. That is what this is about. That is why Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead. That is why he came to live and die on the cross for our sins, because he wanted to reach others. He wanted to restore a broken relationship between all of humanity and the father. And by praising in the middle of the storm, Paul and Silas were being a witness to those other prisoners who did not know who Jesus Christ was, who did not have a relationship with him. Can you imagine what they were thinking? They were in prison, too. They were alongside Paul and Silas. They probably weren't happy people, and they they may have been beaten as well before they were thrown in prison. And here are two men who had just gotten beaten and thrown into prison, and they're praying and singing songs to their God. And most people would have said... How can you worship a God who allowed you to be in prison? But they had a living hope, a living Jesus Christ within them, a living indwelling Holy Spirit within them. And that is what we're talking about this morning. That is what this series on a living faith is on, is that we have a hope. We have a life within us that is beyond any circumstance, that is beyond any fire, that is beyond any trial, that in the midst of that, we can sing a song in the midst of the worst possible judgment that is ever going to fall upon the earth that Isaiah chapter 24 is describing the people of God raise their voice in song glorifying the king of kings and lord of lords in the middle of that judgment the people of God are able to rejoice because they have a living hope that is apart from every circumstance that is apart from every trial that is apart from every other thing going on around us nothing can shake that In Isaiah 24, verse 19 finishes by saying, everything is going to be shaken. The earth is utterly broken. The earth is split apart. The earth is violently shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And then the chapter closes with this verse in verse 23. The Lord of hosts reigns on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, and his glory will be before the elders. That is our hope. That is the living hope of Jesus Christ, that in the middle of the worst judgment that is ever going to fall upon the earth, the people of God are going to rejoice and sing when everything around them can be shaken, is shaken. They are going to glorify the Lord. And we are part of that body. We are part of that living hope. And we can join Paul and Silas in the middle of the storm. We can sing praise. We can give God glory and be a witness and a testimony to everyone that's around us that they would look at us and say, how can you have peace in the middle of this? How can you have inexpressible joy in the middle of this? And we can answer because we serve a living God, a living Jesus Christ who resurrected from the dead, who took me. He not only took me from death to life, he came to dwell within me and gave me the Holy Spirit as my helper. He is my living hope. He is my breathing hope. 
hope. He is my Lord and Savior. And He changed everything. And it doesn't matter what circumstances are going on around me. It doesn't matter whether things appear to be good or bad. It doesn't matter if I'm in the middle of a trial or the middle of a fire. I have a living hope within me that cannot be shaken, that is never moved, that will always be seated on the throne no matter what may happen in this world. I can have that hope and peace in him. First Thessalonians 5, 9 through 11 says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage, comfort one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing Isn't this a beautiful scripture? He's appointed us to salvation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, not to wrath. Whether we live or die, we are with him. So encourage one another to live is Christ and to die is gain. God is going to bring a revival, uh, not just to our nation, but throughout the world in this time. He has been speaking things to us for a long time about what he's about to do in the world. The way that things are going now is not any way that any of us could have imagined things would go. But we have absolutely no doubt that God is at work in the midst of this storm. God is at work in the midst of this fire and in the midst of this trial. And we are going to see him do things that only he can do. We're going to see uh, people come to him in salvation, that he is going to indwell them and fill them with the Holy Spirit as he has done for us. They will have the same living hope that we have. We're going to see uh, miracles. We're going to see healings. We're going to see uh, people set free from depression and anxiety. We're going to see all of these things. But the most important thing that we have to remember is that we are serving a living God with a living faith. And our faith is not for when we die. It is for our life today. Jesus Christ himself in John 10.10 said, I came to give them a life and life abundantly. He died and came to life again so that we might come from death to life and that in this life that we live today, we might serve him and proclaim his name. And in the middle of every circumstance, in the middle of every trial, in the middle of every storm, we might give him praise, glory and honor and that those around us will see and not be able to comprehend uh, how we can do that. But that will be the testimony of the living Jesus Christ within us. Here in a moment, we're going to close and sing praises to the Lord. I want to ask you uh, to stand up as we close in prayer. And when I close, we'll close out with uh, two more songs. I want you to praise him like you've never praised him before. Worship him like you've never worshipped him before. Give him uh, praise for the inexpressible joy that is within you because of the living son of God, Jesus Christ, who is in you and the indwelling Holy Spirit who has made his home within you. And if there's any of you out there listening to this word today who have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that this morning. And you can click on the connect button on our webpage uh, to let us know of your decision. And we will contact you and would be happy to pray with you uh, and for you. And 
All you have to do is, is let him know that you can no longer uh, live this life on your own, that you recognize that you are dead in your sins apart from him and that you need him to save you, that you need him to resurrect you the same way that the father resurrected his son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. He can resurrect you this morning. All you have to do is ask for him to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. And we would uh, be happy to connect with you and walk along with you in that journey. Please just let us know if you make that decision this morning. Bow your heads with me as we close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you uh, for Resurrection Sunday, for Easter Sunday, that we celebrate this morning. Lord, we aren't celebrating a uh, cross this morning. We aren't celebrating an empty grave this morning. This morning we celebrate the living Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of the Father. Lord, we thank you uh, that you sent your son to give us the perfect example on how we are to live and follow you. And not only that, but he made a way for us to be taken from death to life, Lord. And we thank you uh, for all of us who serve you now that you have done that work in us and for us and that we have a living hope within us. Lord, and I pray right now for everyone listening to this word right now, I pray that you would fill their home in the name of Jesus. Fill their home with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Fill their home with inexpressible joy. Fill their heart and their soul with inexpressible joy. Well up inside of them, Holy Spirit. Uh, well up uh, the living Son of God, Jesus Christ that is within us. Father, give us that hope. Give us an understanding, a comprehension of the work that you have done within us. And as we worship you now, as we sing praises to you now, Father, I pray that every single one of us, no matter the circumstance, no matter the trial, no matter the fire that we are in right now, that we will be able to give you praise and glory and honor and inexpressible joy right now as we sing praises to your name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 